it's our joy to welcome you to the God of Wonders radio program presented by El Bethel International Ministries. We'd like to pray with you at the end of the broadcast, so please stay tuned. For now, let's turn to the Word of God and the blessings of salvation. The one word that encompasses all of God's blessing is salvation. And salvation is not just being saved and being redeemed, but it's much more than that. That's the beginning and the foundation, but it's much, much more than that. And uh, the word blessing in the Hebrew is, is barakal, barakal, which means uh, favor, it means prosperity, goodness, happiness, abundance. So everybody wants that. There's no one in the world that does not want good fortune. Even people without God, they'll say, good luck. I wish you good luck. I want you to have good fortune. But with the living God, He promises to bless His people when we fulfill certain conditions. And that's what we want to look at today. What benefits He gives us in salvation and how we can excel and go even further with God. With God, there is no limit because He's a limitless God. So we can go so far with God, grow in intimacy, in power of the Holy Spirit, and so on. Well, the word blessing is barakal. As I said, it means prosperity. It means goodness. It means happiness, abundance. When somebody says bless, I will bless you, or you're blessed, it means that you are prosperous, how happy you are, um, how much abundance you have, and all those things. When we say bless the Lord, as we sing and as we uh, pray to God, we say blessed be the name of the Lord. That means praiseworthy, how praiseworthy He is. So if a man is blessed, he has something that is also praiseworthy. God gives honor. These words, all of them, they point to blessing or being blessed of God. So that's uh, a part or another way of looking at salvation. So if God blesses us, that means we must have salvation. Imagine, imagine going to a doctor and a person has terminal illness. And what the doctor does is give them something to make them good for a day, feel good for a week, but then they die. That's not really a blessing. What that is, is a cheap substitute for the, uh, the cure that they're looking for. God never shortchanges us. The devil always cheats us. The devil and the world, what the world has to offer, it's always a cheap thrill. And the price attached to it is eternal help. Always. But when God blesses, it says in Proverbs 10.22, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich. And he added, no sorrow with it. It's a familiar verse. The blessing of the Lord, it maketh one to be rich. And the word rich there is far beyond material wealth. God gives material benefits. None of us will be here if we didn't have material benefits. If we didn't have a computer, if we didn't have food, if we didn't have basic shelter, clothing, we wouldn't be here. God gives all of those things, but the riches that God gives is far more, far more than just material wealth. 
It is an eternal inheritance, eternal riches. It is a state of being that within our heart, we have peace. So going further, if the blessing of God is that which is eternal, it is salvation. It is salvation in totality. It is not just the foundation where we enter into heaven. We got saved. But it encompasses everything that God wants to give us. So the word salvation is soterio in the Greek. Soterio, which simply means uh, saved or being saved. And if you know, Yeshua is the Jewish word for, Hebrew word for Jesus. And in Matthew 121, it says, You should call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. So Yeshua is a Hebrew word, which is Yehoshua, which means Jehovah saves. So God sent Jesus expressly to give us salvation. In the salvation, there's a past, present, and future. There's a past salvation where when we come to the cross and we say, Lord, I surrender my life completely. Take all of my guilt, all of my shame, all of my sins. Let it be nailed on your body on the cross when you died 2,000 years ago. Lord, the day I accepted you, received you, you have taken away all of my sins. All that hindered me from having a relationship with you. There's a present tense of salvation. That is, I am being saved today. Being saved from what? Does that mean that I wasn't saved? No. It means that that salvation that came to me is continuing. I'm going on the journey without looking back. I'm progressing. Then there's a final salvation, which means I've actually passed the probation in this life and reached the gates of heaven and have actually entered in. So there are millions of believers in heaven right now who have passed the test. What test? The test of holding fast to that faith that they once received, that salvation that they were given. So there's the past, present, and future. The greatest blessing is salvation. In salvation, there is the, first of all, eternal life. We can call it the forever life. If I just um, do the best I can here and try to look good and be accepted socially, then that's life. That's not life. That is a delusion. Acts 3.25 and 26. It's good to know what God has given and what, is done, what He's done for us. It's always good to rehearse that. But we're going to go further tonight. You are the children of the prophets and of the covenant which God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Unto you first God, having raised up his son Jesus, sent him to bless you in turning away every one of you from his iniquities. Amen. So, God gives us a complete cleansing and departure from sin so that we can enter into his life, eternal life. Now, Abraham is 
not just the Jewish father, but our father also. We can see this in uh, Galatians 3.9, if we can read that. Galatians 3.29, how we are also, through Abraham, receiving this salvation. If you are Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. The promise is everlasting life. Okay. Uh, Galatians 3.29. So again, it shows that that promise that the Messiah was sent to save and to turn people away from their sins is given to Abraham and his seed. We are Abraham's seed. As we just saw, we're also Abraham's seed. Now, God saves us from going to eternal darkness and punishment. Right? We'll live forever. Adam had that life available. Right there in the garden. He had the tree of life. But he forfeited that by transgression. And so now, the second Adam gives us that hope that I don't have to be away from God for eternity. I can have a relationship. So the first thing is, that forever life, which only comes when we depart from sin, because sin is the... When Christ removes that hindrance, we gain access to everlasting life. Secondly, we get, uh, as a blessing of God, sanctification. We get sanctified. We get set apart exclusively for the use of God. Before, we were exclusively serving Satan and the world and ourselves. You know, everything we see in the world, we want to fit in with that mold because the majority rules. You know, people are under pressure. Why do you wear the clothes you wear? You ask a child. Normally, they'll say because everybody else wears that. It's the latest thing. You know, the trend is to be fit into Satan's mold and not God's mold. God's mold is purity of heart, sanctification. So, it says here in Acts 26, 18, God sent His gospel through the Lord Jesus Christ and also through His messengers, such as Paul. Let's look at uh, Acts 26, 18. Where... God turned people from darkness to light. Acts 26, 18. So this eternal light, the entrance so crucial into that forever life, that even though I die from this body, in this body, in this life, I will live forever one day. Death is not the end. Praise the Lord. Death is not the end of the believer in this world. The whole world... They're looking for something to prolong their life. You know, that's why you have rich people who continuously may exercise, amass wealth, save for retirement. They think that they can perpetuate their existence. But there's an end. And it's miserable and horrible. Because they put their whole stock in this life. Jesus said, such a man is a fool. Such a person is a fool. Who gives his life to live for this world and never, ever considers that he has to give an answer for his life in this world. That there's an eternal help. So the first thing is, blessing eternal life. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light 
and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Jesus Christ coming to the Apostle Paul and saying, I have chosen you, I have chosen you to be a light to the dark community around you. You know, beginning in Israel and throughout the earth. He went to Asia, Europe, so on, right? To turn the people from darkness to light. From the power of who? From the power of Satan. From the power of Satan. So that means that all are under, not only sin, but under the power of the devil. He has people captive to do his will, the scripture says. They're just following him. You know? They could be good people in the sense of they have manners, you know, they have responsibility, they have um, uh, feelings of philanthropy, they want to help people, but they're under the domination of the devil. So at the end of the day, they're living for themselves. But Jesus came and said, to turn the people from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. The word we're looking at here is sanctification. So the first thing is, eternal life, the forever life, entrance into paradise through the blood of Christ. The second thing is, being cleansed, where it says here in Acts 26, 18, to obtain inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith. Cleansed, sanctified. That is in me, in Jesus. No one needs to become sainted by any church. You know, like a king in England knights a person. They become knighted, you know, elevated in status in the kingdom. Well, in the Catholic Church and other places, they bestow, bestow honor to elevate people who they call common people, to saintless status. But you know what God says? He has made us saints. Saint simply means sanctified ones. So we are in darkness, polluted in our sin. And God says, I have cleansed you and made you sanctified, cleansed, set apart for me because I have a purpose for you. A glorious purpose for you. So the second benefit is sanctification. Let's look at um, 1 Corinthians 1-2. This shows how we don't have to be sainted by any man or earthly authority. God makes us a saint. Saints. What a blessing that is. God has sanctified all who call upon the name of His Son in truth. Who really belong to Him, they become sanctified. Now, First uh, Corinthians 6.11, I'll read that. And such were some of you, but ye are washed, but ye are sanctified. But you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. Again, he's showing us that 
The blessing of God is not only entrance into the forever life where we won't ultimately die in our spirit. We're going to go on and get a new body one day. We have a place in heaven, but also purified and set apart for God's use. Where we actually become part of God's pure family, holy family. You know, there's some churches that they have outside, holy family church, you know, and they have displays. Usually it's the nativity scene, Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. This is the holy family. God says, all of my children are holy because my blood cleanses all of them. So the second blessing is, I become a saint in God's eyes. All the wicked things I did, He has washed me from, so I can do greater things. The third benefit is, I have fellowship with God now. Before I was an alien. I'm an enemy of God. I know nothing of God. I only know of God from the devil's lies through this world and through man's imagination. But when God comes into my soul, I truly know Him now. What a blessing that is. That we can know the God who created the whole universe. Have fellowship, friendship with Him. So let's look at um, John's epistle, 1 John, chapter 3. You know this verse, verse 1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore, the world knoweth us not, because it knew Him not. What love He has bestowed or blessed us with. What manner of love that we have sonship. We are His children. We have fellowship with God. It's not only an acquaintance. You know, like in other religions, they have God, but He is a either a tyrant or one who winds up destiny and watches it unwind with no personal involvement or one who needs continuous physical sacrifices. You know, like we see in the Hindu religion, constant offering of food, flowers, all those things. The real fellowship with God is that Jesus came into our heart, gave us that new life, and through the Spirit, we are His children. So the third benefit is fellowship with God. The other thing is fellowship with other believers. We have a new network. The new network is the Spirit that's in me from God, the Holy Spirit, has immediate and eternal kinship with the Spirit of God in the other saved people. It's just there. It's not something that we have to work up, like the unity in this world, like clubs, you know, where they say, I like basketball, you like football, we can't get together. I like chess, you like checkers, we can't get together. There's a disconnect. When you like checkers, or I like chess, we can sit down and talk. There's that unity based on an effort to find commonality. But with God, when the Spirit comes in, there is a 
invisible blood relationship through the blood of Jesus Christ. So that's a third blessing of God. We suddenly have fellowship with the invisible God, the holy God, like Abraham had. Friendship with God Almighty. And with all of the saints, Ephesians says this, of whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. So in heaven and in earth, we have immediate kinship. So we have forever life, which anybody will give anything for if they can pay for it. But they can't. But we have it free through Jesus' blood. Secondly, that sanctification. We're suddenly made pure. And we're made to be used by the Almighty for eternal purposes, grand purposes. Third, fellowship with Him because we became His children. And fellowship with His children. That one family, the oneness. Fourth thing is prosperity. Prosperity all around. Let's look at Deuteronomy 28. We'll see how God blesses verses 1 through 13. Those who look to Him to be the blesser of their lives, their families, their future. Deuteronomy 28, 1 through uh, 13. And it shall come to pass, if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all His commandments, which I command this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Okay, brother. That is a general... Uh, heading under which so many details God is giving now. Verse 3. Blessed shalt thou be in the city and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body and the fruit of thy ground and the fruit of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind and the flocks of thy sheep. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. Blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out. The Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face. They shall come out against thee one way, and flee before thee seven ways. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and in all that thou settest thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself, as he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. And the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods, in the fruit of thy body, and in the fruit of thy cattle, and in the fruit of thy ground, in the land which the Lord sware unto thy fathers to give thee. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. And the Lord shall make thee the head, and not the tail. And thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day, 
to observe and to do them. These are serious blessings from God, detailed, that He wants to give His children. Not only Israel, but us, because we are His children. So God, if you look at the heading there, if you have it in your Bible, it says um, on chapter 28, the blessing of obedience. You know, when we walk with God, He gives all of these blessings. And it's His good pleasure to do this for us. But the question is, do we understand that this is for us? This is for us. And so we have prosperity. Psalm 1 is similar also. This is another scripture portion that shows the blessing of the children of God. They continue with God. We are so happy that you've joined us today for the God of Wonders radio program from El Bethel International Ministries. We'd love for you to contact us at elbethel.int.ministries at gmail.com. That's spelled E-L-B-E-T-H-E-L dot I-N-T dot M-I-N-I-S-T-R-I-E-S at gmail.com. Gmail, of course, is spelled G-M-A-I-L. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, I do pray with all my heart. Touch the souls of the listeners listening to this program. Open their hearts to receive your Holy Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for them 2,000 years ago and shed his holy blood that they can have forgiveness of all of their wrongdoings. Heavenly Father, save them tonight, wherever they are, in the darkness, in their loneliness, in their sickness, in their pain. Jesus, you came to seek and save the lost. I pray that everyone listening to the sound of my voice would open their hearts to receive the Lord Jesus Christ. Give them that brand new life, Lord, as they cry out to you and embrace you. Lord, heal them. Deliver them from the devil's oppression. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rebuke the devil and take back what he has stolen. Restore all of your blessings, O God, and pour out many more upon the listeners as they pray to you and give you their hearts. In Jesus' name, strengthen them and keep them. Amen. We would love to hear from you. Please write us for a free magazine entitled Delight in Jesus. The address is El Bethel International Ministries, Goshen, New York, 10924. That's El Bethel International Ministries, Goshen, G-O-S-H-E-N, New York. The zip is 10924. And of course, that's in the United States of America. Again, we'd be delighted to send you a magazine 
entitled Delight in Jesus, free of charge, if you would write in. We hope you join us next week for another broadcast of the God of Wonders radio program from El Bethel International Ministries. Until then, may God richly bless you and perform great wonders in your lives. No one's like you.